single-handedly keeping this song alive. <laughs> and I like this tradition. Brandon, when um, Brandon was a uh, producer, he came up with that. Uh, he says, have you heard, because I, I had the old one, you know, who let the dogs out. He says, have you heard this one? And he played it one time for me. I'm like, oh, yes, we want that one. I, I just love the, the beat in that. It's so fun. So very anyway, funky. It is a very fun. Where are we at here? Okay. Which animal never sleeps? A bullfrog, a whale, or a sloth? Um, If I had to take a guess, it would probably be whale. Nope. Bullfrog. Oh, that was my next Bull guess. Bullrabbit. <laughs> Bullfrog. And that's and it. I don't understand. Now, my other question to that would be how, if it never sleeps, how long does it live? Hmm. A bullfrog. Yeah. Another, another question uh, Google you know, could question, probably answer. Question gets a question. Isn't that sad? Not sad. You just uh, inquiry minds want to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Who's up next? All right, so we have Jessica on the phone, and she has some behavioral problems. All right, the dog or her? <laughs> <laughs> the dog. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jessica, how you doing? Hi, well, it depends on the moment with me. But <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What kind of pupper do you have? Oh, my goodness. You know, Katie, we don't know yet. We will probably do a DNA test for Christmas for the fun of it. Um, he's smaller. He looks like... You know, his mom, we know, is about 23 pounds mixed. Um, so, and he is an all sort of everything. He's like shepherd on the bottom, black lab on top, leader oh, dog looking face. Oh, I don't good know. gravy, good gravy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, you know, it's one of those wonderful things where we went through um, a rescue mm -hmm. and we got to meet him first, which was pretty huge to me. Um, I didn't want to just pick a litter from a puppy that we didn't know. Right. And... Both of my kids were pretty well seasoned. We had a uh, a black lab prior that passed away. He was an old guy, and he was wonderful, and he was always great with the kids. Uh -huh. But this puppy um, seems to go after my eight-year-old. Yep. And our <laughs> yep. And I know that he's establishing his pecking order. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, it's uh, and, how old is the dog? He is five months old, yeah, yeah, okay. about five months old. I don't think we'll ever know his real birth date. Yeah, yeah okay. And we've, we've gone as far as, like, having my son be the one that feeds him, takes him out, gives him treats, yeah. plays with, like, trying to establish. But if you have any more suggestions, oh, yeah. it's I, getting better. But now How many kids do you have in your family? Um, just two, an eight- and a nine-year-old, and he loves my nine-year-old daughter. He'll He'll act up with her sometimes. But not not as much as he does with my son. Right. And see, most guys are more WAF factor. They run, they play, they play rough, they play, you know, tug of war, yeah. they wrestle. And so it teaches the dog to go up against him. Okay? So yeah. no more tug of war, no more wrestling with this dog. We got to build a respectful platform. So what you're going to do is you're going to get uh, the book, Puppy Training for Kids. Oh, it's about, it's about okay. 10 bucks. Uh, online and what it is yes there's an author to it but a corporation put it out it's by baron b-a-r-r-o-n-b-a-r-r-o-n-s baron okay and it's puppy uh, puppy training for kids and what's so is it street ordinated i you know i don't like treats but the thing is is that with kids you know first we got to get the dog to look at them but first of all like the first three times okay it's a treat but then what you want to teach the child is to pet first treat second 
pet first, treat second, then pretty soon the dog doesn't get the treat anymore. It's just a pet, and the treat goes back into the pack. Okay, because you want that you want the kid to be the uh, the reward and not the treat the reward. And so now the dog is sitting still, focusing, they're working together as a team to learn something together. Because kids don't get into obedience. He'll sit down, stay, come, pick up doo-doos. They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But if you have them where they can teach a dog to roll over, say their prayers, all of a sudden they're just like, look what I taught the dog! <laughs> and everybody, <laughs> are, and then now he's building respect and trust. But the puppy, like I say, the more you are animated, all puppies, all puppies, no matter if there's kids involved or whatever, should never have be played rough with, rough with when they're young. That's wrestling and tug-of-war games or chasing and the reason is they grow up to be that kind of adult dog whereas if you teach them to be still focus hold a thought and look to you for direction now you're going to have a calm steady adult dog okay so that puppy training for for kids that i just thought yeah no you could between two dogs is no problem but between a human and a dog right now no until the manners are established, which is about a year and a half, too, you know, where now you know got a lot of respect and trust going on, then you can introduce the game tug. Let's tug. Come on, let's tug. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good tug. And then drop it. Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? So that, but you're not bringing them up. Uh, think of it this way. I usually make this analogy when, um, uh, and I usually bring one in guys, so guys don't hate me. But anyway, the son, uh, the, you know, the guy's got a son, doesn't want him to be, you know, uh, he wants him to be rough and tough, you know? You're going to be a, hey. So what does he do? He gives him noogies on the head and he wrestles with them. Come on, be a man. Let's go. Okay, well, then all of a sudden you get a call from the school that your kid's the bully on the playground. And the thing is, is that that's what he was taught at home. He thinks that's what it's supposed to be. So if you play rough games with your puppy, that's what they do. They say, bring it on. I'll double it. <laughs> and so what you want to do is teach the dog to be calm, steady, look to you for direction, and and, and have, have a niche in the house because he's doing something for you. Then he's going to be a calmer and more steady pupper because you're putting miles on the brain instead of a feet. Okay? You're teaching them words. And what they're doing. So that's what you want to do. So the whole thing is you've got to readjust. Because just feeding the dog and doing that, it's bumpkins. You know, all the time in between that is like, bring it on! <laughs> you know, feeding and stuff like that doesn't, that interaction doesn't get respect or trust. Okay, that's just thanks for the chow. <laughs> okay, okay, perfect. And so that's why by teaching them something as a team. So when he gets his book, or you can look on YouTube and, and put in dog tricks. Okay, and then you're going to sit with him, the dog, and you, and you're going to all three going to work on this together, and then now have your you know initiate it. You do it and show your son. This is what you need to do. This is how you go about it, and then let, uh, turn it over to him and just kind of hang out. As you can see, they're starting to get a better you know a working team. Then you phase yourself out and you stay in the same room to watch, but you stay out of the, the picture. You let them work it out, okay? And you only step in if it's really really needed. You know, like everything's going to hey hey, let's everybody calm down. Let's take a break right now. We'll, and, and, and you're only doing this for like a, two minutes here, three minutes. The max would be like five minutes, okay? But once the, do- the child can get the gist of what, how to teach it to the dog, all of a sudden you're going to go, where's the kid? And all of a sudden you see him over there working on it. He's working with the dog. Yeah. you know. And then now with the two kids, each kid should teach the dog something, but they can't do it. Let's say uh, your son's teaching rollover. 
okay? And your daughter's teaching say, say your prayers. Okay, he can't do hers and she can't do his. And you can't either. If you want to teach some tricks, nobody. If you take ownership of the trick that you teach. Nobody does okay. your trick. They, they have to find you to do your t- t- trick or whatever you're teaching the dog. You know what I mean? Whether it's agility pieces, ho- jump into a hula hoop, you know what I mean? Just anything like that. All right? So that's how the once, kids once, really get involved. Okay. Once he's established and knows those tricks, then can each of us ask him to do that trick? No, it's Does you, the kid. And you can only do it when the kids go to bed <laughs> because you want the kids <laughs> okay. to take ownership of those tricks, okay? okay. That they, they, okay. they have to be, now you have to go find them to show you, and the kids just beam, you know, like, aha, that's my trick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and so that, yeah, so don't just be, get your own tricks going so you can be proud of the tricks that you're teaching or, you know, the brain games or the brain teasers. There's brain games for dogs by Aerosmith. Smith, that's another fun one. And then another okay. one is Brain Teasers for Dogs by Soderman. Okay? And so the main thing is work on the pup to look to him for, well, you put a leash on the dog so he can't, you know what I mean? All three of you work together. Then maybe with your daughter, all three of you work together. And then, like I said, then pretty soon the kids are going to, they're old enough that once you help them understand what the process is, they can do it on their own. Okay? Okay. okay. Fantastic. Good this is luck. huge. Thank you so much oh, for the guidance. You're more than welcome. It. You're more than welcome. All Take right. care. Bye-bye. You as well. Thanks. Bye. Okay. The oldest giant panda died in 2016. That was Jaja, J-I-A, J-I-A. How old was he? Was he 95, 100? 95, 101, or 114? We'll be back. All righty, we got to get a score. What's the score over there, Brian? All right. Unfortunately, it's 31 30 Arizona ball right now. Six minutes and 20 seconds left in the third. And he uh, started out so good. And so I knew, good. I knew, halftime comes and they fall apart. I don't know what's going on with them, but hopefully they can figure it out. And there was but. just a turnover, correct? You just said there was a turnover. We had the ball and then. We messed it up. Yeah, I'm just on ESPN right now looking at uh, uh, you know current quick updates, but oh well. uh, but yeah. So let's oh update well. so far. Yeah, but I'm sorry. We got cousins needs to go. My cousin <laughs> needs to go. I want to start a petition right now. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, uh, name the oldest. Well, no, I. Uh, how old was the oldest giant panda uh, when it died? Okay, in 2016, the panda's name was. Ja- Jai J I A J I A. Okay. Was it 95, 101, or 114? 114 seems. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I was yep. going to say, sounds very specific. So there you go. Yep, 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 yep. So anyway, so 114. So anyway, so yeah, I, I can imagine. I didn't know Panda even could live that long. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, well, look at see a pace turned into the Katie K9 show. Not only do you learn about dogs and cats, you learn about stuff. <laughs> Pandas too. There yeah. you go. Okay, who's up? All right, so we have Jessica on the or Janet. My bad, Janet on the phone, and uh, she has a question about her dog having multiple personalities. Oh lordy, here we go. Sybil, hi Janet, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So what 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 do we got going on? Well, I just yeah, I have Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde at my house. Okay, what um, kind of dog? 
It's a he's a Shih Tzu. He's four years old. Okay, and you had um, him as a pup. Yep, I had him since he was nine weeks old. Okay, and right away we noticed um, he was really strange around his food. We'd give him food, and if you came anywhere close to him, he'd start growling okay. and be really pretty aggressive about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then it kind of progressed to that. Like, he'd climb up on your lap, and you're petting him, and he's loving it, and all of a sudden he'll start growling, and his little, you get that snarl, and so you stop, and then he'll paw you again to, like, keep petting him, and then okay. you pet him, and he snarls again. Okay. And it's, it's just bizarre, we're just, and he's so much worse with my husband than with me. Okay. Um, so, just kind of at a loss to know what to do, because we've, you know, tried, you know, when he snarls, just get him down off your lap, you know, just ignore him. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't, it doesn't stop the behavior. Okay. Have you done any obedience training with him at all? Yes. Okay. What, how far did you go? Did you just do a puppy class or did you do anything yeah. else? And he puppy class and he's the fourth Shih Tzu we've owned. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, and I've never had this problem with right. Any other. But this is a person you speak, you know, it's his personality. Okay. Yeah. So now, um, when you go for a walk, uh, is he in a harness or a trading collar? Uh, just a normal collar. Okay, does he pull or does he scat in front of you? Or does he walk nice and um, alongside? No, I, I make him heal. I make him come to the side. Okay, and is he, uh, is there the leash totally loose where the hook is resting on the back? You don't even know he's there? Mm, no, yep. it's pretty taut. Yep, you can't have any tension on that line because then you're controlling. Okay, okay it has to okay. be, the hook has to, the leash, if the, you don't feel the dog and he walks nicely with you, that he's okay. thinking and he's working with you out of respect and trust that you've earned, okay? Yeah. Okay. And- he doesn't, we don't really he, we don't really take him on a lot of walks. He's just an eight pound little guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. Take, okay. You know, doing a ball and stuff like that with him, he's seemingly pretty happy. Okay. Where does he sleep? Um, he sleeps on a pillow on the floor. Okay. And then now, do you free food, free feed, or you leave uh, leave food dead? Do you leave food out all the time, or do you get set no. feeding times? Nope. Very specific. Okay. Yeah. And do you play tug of war wrestling with him? No. Good. He sleeps like ninety five percent of the time. Okay, he's bored. <laughs> I'd be bored too. <laughs> okay. So what I so what the, what you got going on here is the fact that when you get like you say you pet and then all of a sudden they turn on you and then they paw for yeah. you more. Okay, the first thing is what they're doing is testing like you know I really okay you're done. Well, no, maybe you're not done. So he's running the show is what he's doing. Okay, yeah. and so totally. what you want to do is let him drag a leash around the house, and so like let's say he jumps up and you're petting him, and you can usually feel it. He's starting to stiffen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then yeah. what you're going to do is like, don't even think it off. Get to him before he gets to you. All right. Okay. And so then, but have him on a leash. So in case he just looks at you like, screw you, just take the leash. You know, don't wing him across the across the room or anything. Just yeah. give him a growl. Ah, wrong. And then just, you know, off or whatever. When he's on something and you don't want him on it, whether it's off or down, okay? okay? Most dogs are no to death. But what this dog needs to learn to do is you have to earn his trust and respect. And and that's to teaching him things, having him look to you for direction, not just be, you know, where he's always sleeping. And because a dog that's usually sleeping, either they got a health issue, you know, that that's why they're sleeping all the time or mm-hmm. that they're just playing bored and it's just like whatever. And then when they do our weight, they kind of make their own little issues because it's they, they know there's no input into the head. So they become a curmudgeon, just like a hermit, you know, uh, that doesn't have any friends. All of a sudden he's, sure. he's sitting looking at the neighbor next door. Hey, long's too long. 
hey, that tree needs to be trimmed. Hey, that flower sucks. <laughs> you know, but if he had other things to think about, then all of a sudden he doesn't zero in on things like that, okay? So what okay. your work needs to do is uh, start putting input into the head. You got a minute, do something with the dog. Got five minutes, do something with the dog. You know, like I said, those books that I'm always, you know, brain games for dogs, brain teasers, look on YouTube for underdog tricks. You know what I mean? So the whole thing is, is input, input, input. And then I would work... Um, uh, for, you know, he should walk nicely at your side or with, you know, no tautness the whole walk. You, you know, okay. you, he walks with, every time you stop, you ask him to sit. And if he doesn't sit, then you place. I'd strongly suggest taking my um, beginner one start here class. Okay, it's a, just a one-time hour and a half, you know, where we go mm-hmm. out walking on a leash, manners at the door, you know, greeting you, greeting company. Then we work on the come, okay, and then the leave it. And we'll answer mm-hmm. people's questions because that way we got to get you organized so you can organize the dog. And then I think you'll see him be an easier, more calmer, more gentler, uh, easygoing dog. He might at first, you know, be ups- upset that who do you think you are? I'm cool and you're not, you know, because you mm-hmm. basically, you know, it's, it's, it's him making a situation, uh, uh, you know, growling and such like that. So, but mm-hmm. I would strongly suggest that it's just one time, hour and a half, or you can do a private class. But the whole thing is, you need to get more organized, get more input into his head. So then, I think you'll see him turn around and just be steadier. Okay. And will that be the same with with his food? Mm-hmm. Well, with the food. Like, will he- with the food, yeah. when you get a dog that's obsessive over their food, you know, a growly, usually those are dogs that in the litter, they had a fight for, uh, you know, to feed from mom. They did. He did. Yeah. yeah. And so then he they become it. aggressive. So then what you want to start doing is you feed him in a separate room. So there's, he's yep. totally by himself. And then mm-hmm. your goal is, is this the only dog you have? No, I have another one, but she's 16. Okay. Because it, all dogs, okay. Because all dogs yeah, feed him in a separate room so he can't finish his and go bug her. Okay. Yep, and then, I knew already. Good, good. And then, like I said, then your goal is is that I would actually put both of them in, you know, one in a kennel, one in a room or whatever. Because your goal was that you could open the door that he's in. Let's say he's in the laundry room, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, that you could open the door and then, you know, there's no big deal. Then you could walk into the laundry room and walk back. Don't talk to him or anything. Just do something in there. Well, he just gets used to commotion and realizing you're not coming in to dig in his dish or touch him, that, that he has to guard his food. And it's called desensitizing him, all right? And then your goal is is that you can say something or stand, you know, not right next to him, but there, and he's going to be like, oh, hi. You know, he's not going to just start chowing down like, you're not going to get it. This is mine. This is mine. Or start growling at yeah. you. You just think that after four years. No, you, no, no, no. You can't do that. No. Him. You can't yeah. do that. You haven't worked with him on it. This is something instead in him. You know what I mean? Think of the worst thing in the whole world. Let's say you uh, you always had a good dinner and a good breakfast. Okay, well, then all of a sudden you moved, and guess what? You, now you are challenged that no one eat a breakfast, dinner, or a breakfast, lunch, or dinner. You have to, uh, you know, fight for it, okay? You remember that, how hungry you were and how challenged it was to get that food, all right? That sticks with your brain cells. You know, we think, well, gee. Look at you know we we but no a dog doesn't think that way and so that's why mm-hmm. what you got to do is baby step it show him that yes you got to respect him as a dog and understand how he sees it okay mm-hmm. so that's what you got to do desensitize okay. him input 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 and then let him drag a leash around and then anytime you can feel him stiffen up or about ready to growl give him a growl ah ah take the leash yeah. and just say off and then that's it. You know, and he okay. if he tries to come back up on the on the on you, uh uh-uh, wrong. Step on the leash so he can't jump up and until you invite him up. All right. right. Yep. 
Okay. Sounds great. Okay, Katie. Thank you so much, you Katie. Bet. You bet. Take care. You Bye. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see. Da-da-da. Out of 12, how many dogs survived the Titanic disaster? The real Titanic. Now, not the singy songy one. <laughs> okay. Okay, out of 12, how many survived? We'll be back. All right, we're back. This is the Katie Canine Show. Hey, you can catch all my podcasts of the past shows. Go to mytalk1071.com and check that out. And then... um uh, also, you can there's links for my Facebook page. I try to post some cool stuff on that, and then also on, the, uh, um, uh, like I said, uh, it's podcasts of all the past shows, so you can listen and listen and listen. And this, I think that's kind of cool that it does that. All right, okay. Out of twelve dogs, how many dogs? On twelve, out of you, boy, my mouth. Out <laughs> of twelve, how many dogs survived the Titanic disaster? We're talking the way one, the very first one, not the one with all the singing and hanging over the boat edge <laughs> and hugging and all that stuff. Okay, what do you think? Uh, just Pick uh, a well, out of twelve, I couldn't imagine there could have been a lot of dogs on there. So, uh, let's go twenty three. <laughs> only three. No, remember, there was only 12 dogs on the boat. Oh, oh okay, I had so no clue. how oh. many survived when it sunk? Oh, let's say five. <laughs> Three? Yay! There you go. I haven't gotten one right there in a long time. You go. Three, Three out of 12 survived the original Titanic disaster, okay? Oh, wow. I've seen that. It's called A Night to Remember. It's in black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, to be honest with you, that is really, oh, I'm sorry, anything you see in black and white has a different edge to it. You know, that, that just that loom of gloom and doom, you know. It really is a night to remember. It's really is a cool movie to watch. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. So that's my personal opinion. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> um, hey, uh, don't forget, this coming Saturday, the 25th, I'm going to be up in North Branch at Peterson North Branch Mill. You can go to the letter P is in Paul, N is in Nancy, B is in boy, M is in mom, dot com to find out all about their pet expo. Now, I'm going to be doing a um, nutrition uh, seminar at 9.30 a.m. And then I'm going to be doing a behavioral seminar at 11.30 a.m. And that's uh, and that's for both dogs and cats. So bring your uh, pens and paper so you can jot down notes and we can go from there and I'll be there to answer. I'm going to be there probably about, you know, just while well, it starts at 9. You know, I don't talk until 9.30. So I'll be there at 9. I'll be out there, be there through the course. The seminar itself will last about a half hour to 45 minutes. And so if you've got questions in between, you want to stop in and say hi to me and whatever. And the Nutrisource has got a great booth there. And they're going to be handing out a lot of samples and they're going to have samples of their new element that is really unbelievable. You really need to put that into your rotation. This That food is phenomenal. Uh, you'll be with 84 to 90, I think 3% protein. It depends what uh, what uh, formula you get. So put pen that in. This coming Saturday, September 25th. And you know, well, you know, we knew it was going to be much fall colors because of the drought and everything and and the thing is is that you know if it's a nice day like it was or you know today not as hot <laughs> but you know it just be a nice drive and then like i say right in front of them they have their um uh like downtown park 
And then that has their big uh, Chambers Festival that is really cool. A lot of really way cool artists. And I got the, my, one of my favorite sweatshirts there. It's that bright neon, like, green. Mm, yep. And it says, I'm not yelling. This is how Minnesota girls talk. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so cool. And also, for the listener that called in about the address, I accidentally hung up on them. Okay. I am so sorry. But the address, for anyone else wondering, um, it is 3 Eight nine six four Branch Avenue, North Branch, Minnesota. And if you want the zip code being specific, it's five five zero five six. Oh, wow. there you go, ding ding. But yeah, please mark your calendars. Stop on out for that beautiful Pex Expo. They're gonna have lots of samples, and lots of vendors. You know, uh, rescues. Uh, it's gonna be a great time. They did it well two years ago. I thought for some reason they did it longer than that, but that two years ago before COVID, I was there at that one and just had a grand time. And so, like I said, they, it's really it's it's been totally remodeled over the years. It doesn't even resemble what it originally looked like. <laughs> it's just a big and you know their plants, flowers, outdoor stuff. There's so much cool stuff that you can put out on your lawn in that that is just decorative, you know. Ah, oh, it's just fun. Okay, hey, who's up? Yeah, so we got Tara on the line, and she has a question about interactive toys. Interactive toys. Okay, hi, Tara. Hi, Katie. Uh, um, yes, I have a question. We have a almost five-month-old puppy, mm-hmm. and I got her some interactive toys. One of them is like a ball with a a tail on it and she absolutely loves them she almost obsesses about them where we have to take them down or take them and put them up um my question is is this good or is it bad do i keep you know keep getting them or what okay. should i do what breed of dog um it is half pitbull one fourth pug and one fourth boxer somebody did a dna test um, um <laughs> we, we didn't but we know the parents oh okay i'll be dated yeah. uh, how many pounds Right now, she is about 18 pounds, oh, okay. but mom is 30 and dad is 40. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, okay. The, the, now what What do you mean by interactive? Is this one that has batteries in it and rolls around and the dog yes. chases it? Yes, okay. and it has a tail and yep. she just shakes it and loves it and it helps us when we need you know, her to do something when we're busy. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, what you want to work on is calmness. Okay. Don't create, uh, okay. don't create a neurotic mess. Like a lot of people that keep pitching a ball, pitching a ball, pitching a ball. The dog's like, do it mm-hmm. again, do it again, do it again. Okay. You mm-hmm. know, let it, let her play with it for, you know, maybe a couple minutes or whatever, pick it up, put it away, mm-hmm. get her onto something yeah. else. And there's nothing wrong. Even at this age. Yeah. She says she want to go, want to go, want to go. But you know what we need just like with our two legged kids, as much as they want to play and play hard and stuff like that, they also need to learn to be still, hang out, mm-hmm. and wait to see like when yep. we're going to be available or whatever. And so you're better off to like maybe give her a raw carrot to chew on or a head of cauliflower. Or obviously, either put it okay. in her kennel or outside. But the things that mm-hmm. moved, like there's a lot of people that have used, um, oh, what do you call them, remote cars, you know, uh, oh, and remote okay. things, and the dogs would chase them, and they've turned into mm-hmm. just a neurotic mess. And just because it looks like the dog likes it, cause some dogs have a higher prey drive than others, mm-hmm. and so then what yep. happens, it just keeps getting overloaded, overloaded, and then all of a sudden, they're starting to uh, chase shadows, chase anything that moves, flies. Yep, she does that. Yep, yep, and so then you'd create, then those toys need to go away. Yeah, but at this okay. mu- at this age, she's already turned into that. You've got to mm-hmm. nip it in the bud right now. Now you want to be, you want her to teach her to be stationary, how to just zen out, be calm. One exercise that you can do is just hook onto a plain nylon leash to a plain Mm -hmm. buckle collar, not a training collar. Put three Mm -hmm. quarters of the leash on a chair 
and then sit on the leash. Don't look at her. Okay. Don't touch her. Take your arms, uh, like take your hand and, and hold the opposite wrist and put it in your lap. Okay, now what you're okay. going to do is just sit still. You could be watching TV or whatever. It gives you something to do. But anyway, if she puts a paw up or like, you know, starts goating you like, hello, hello, let's play, let's play. <laughs> okay, turn your head sideways. So a side profile to the dog is a calming signal. And then extend mm-hmm. your arm straight out and bump her. Ah, just like that. Okay. Okay, keep your head sideways. Ah. Okay, and what you're after is that pretty soon when you sit on the leash, she's like, oh, crap, it's that. Because what you want, mm-hmm. you want her to learn to calm herself down, how to zen herself out without any help from you. And she's okay with just laying down and hanging out. Because you wa- you pulled out the wah factor in her. Now you mm-hmm. want to teach her the calm factor. So there's a good right. balance. that you. And then like, mm-hmm. if you want to pitch a ball, then throw a ball for her, one and done. Two and done. Okay. No more than three. Okay? You never okay. do more than three balls at one time. And then maybe later, 20 minutes later, if you want to pitch one again, fine. But have it be, you know what I mean, just real short snippets. All right? But mm-hmm. right now, anything that she has to chase is out of the ball game. Other than, you know, if you want to lob a ball or lob a stuffed animal, change up what you lob so she doesn't, okay. not whip, but lob. Okay? Where she trots mm-hmm. out, picks it up. And you say, bring it here. So she learns to yep. go out, pick it up, and bring it, you know, bring it to you, and then release it. Mm-hmm. And then, and like I say, those books again start teaching some tricks. But you want her to learn to sit still, focus, hold a thought, and follow through with what you're asking from her. All right. Okay. Because, perfect. like I said, because you you have, if she's become that wah factor already because when she's shadow chasers and fly chasers, ooh, that's yep, that's that's tough. And I'm so glad you called because boy, it ain't pretty. In another couple of years, you're just you could have such a mess on your hands. It's mm-hmm. gonna annoy you to no end. Like dog, will you just be still? Just mm-hmm. settle down. <laughs> and well, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't know how to do it. She's used to the wah factor. Move, move. Get. Let mm-hmm. me get it. Let me get me. Let me get it. Okay. Right. So teach her how to chill. And once she gets really good at chilling, then start doing a little bit more. But work on chill, work on focus, work on uh, stationary games, teaching tricks and such like that. I wouldn't do it. Like okay. I said, uh, uh, work on calm. So you can, you got to get the balance in here. Puzzles. Okay. We do like the food puzzles. Um, yeah, but one and done. Okay. okay, and don't rev her up for it. Where is it? Where is it? Let's get, you know what I mean? We want to we want to work on the calm button here. Okay, she's okay. already hit the wah button. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Katie. Oh, we love you. You're welcome. Well, thank you. Uh, back jacket. Thanks. Back at you. Right. My mouth. Thank you. It's called lack of sleep. My mouth is not bored. I'm I'm doing amazingly well. I told <laughs> told Brian before I started. I said if I seem to nod off, just yell in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing great. Okay, so far. <laughs> score. Yeah, so the current score, just giving a quick update right now, it is 33-31 Vikes right now. Ooh, Ooh fourth quarter, 12 minutes left, 12, oh but gosh. Arizona has the ball on their 40. So. Oh, jeez. This isn't good. We always, we always, we get so far ahead. If we, if we do by chance get far ahead in the first half, we always hand it back to them in the second half. We're not consistent an, at all. Yeah, think, yeah, think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it is what it is. Oh, you can do You know, that's one thing about the Minnesota Vikings. You always have something to talk about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what can we say? Okay, where are we at? Um. So we do have like a win- one minute to break. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
Now, remember earlier we were talking about shy dogs. So what you want to do is that you need to build their confidence. And the last thing that you want to do is put them to a, into a dog park, a play group that's not other shy dogs. Okay, and then don't throw him to the wolves. You got to baby step it. And if you want more help with your shy dog, give me a holler up at Katie's Canine. You can go to mytalk1071.com and we can set up a private lesson. And like I said, I'm in the works of trying to start a shy dog class. And what it is, is it's going to be baby steps. You know, whereas it's going to be all the dogs are going to be shy, not reactive. We don't want reactive that when they see other dogs, they go ballistic and they can't settle down. What we're looking for is a dog that wants to run and hide. You know, like, I can't deal with this. They might bark, but then run, you know, bark and then run. Not like... I'm going to rip you a new one. No, we don't want that. That's a whole different, you know, reactive dog. We're working with shy, fearful dogs. And and dogs bark out of being shy and fearful too. But so anyway, but that's the whole thing is your job as the owner of those is to help baby step and teach them, you know, life that it's not worried about. We could build the confidence. And there again, it comes through obedience training. And it comes to uh, like doing uh, little things like having jump in and out of an inner tube, uh, playing the what is this game where you touch something with your finger and go, what is this? What is this? And you want the dog to come up with his nose and touch where your finger is like, well, what is that? You know, but that's a baby step. They may take one step and stop, then quit saying, what is this? And go, oh, very nice, very nice. Go back to the, what is this? If they take another step, stop saying, what is this? Go back, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you. Okay, uh, you only do one thing three times. And if they haven't got all the way up to it, just move on to something else. But that's huge, playing the what is this game. Okay, folks? Okay, you ready for this? A group of hedgehogs is known as hoggies. Hedges, pickles. We'll be back. And every Sunday time is just flying. And we're getting down to the wire here. Okay. A group of hedgehogs is known as hedgies, doggies, <laughs> pickles. <laughs> it's got to be. It can't be pickles. There's no way. It's probably like hedgies, I guess. Okay. No, it's pickles. Actually, no way. Okay. A group of hedgehogs is known as pickles. That totally blows my way, my mind. Never would have knew that. Yeah, yeah. That is like, okay, I love pickles. I <laughs> love pickles. And anyway, so, yeah, I just can't believe it. And I love hedgehogs. So I got to meet one. I had an appearance. Somebody brought, I was watching out of the corner of my eyes. I was talking to other people, and she was always, she got to say, and she's patting in her hand. I'm, like, I'm trying to, like, and keep the conversation going with the person in front of me. Mm-hmm. And finally, she gets up to me, and she's, I said, what is that? And she takes her hand totally off, and the little face looks up at me, and I'm like, oh, my, cute, oh, my Lord. But I knew better. Don't go out and get Don't bite with your heart. Bite with your head. <laughs> okay, who's up to bat? Yeah, so we have Deb on the line who is struggling with barking problems. Barking, all right. Hi, Deb, how you doing? Hi, Katie. Thanks for taking my call. Well, thank you for calling. I- I have a unusual problem. Okay. Um, we, we're out in the country, and I still work full-time, so I don't get a chance to walk my dog okay. that often. Okay. So my husband takes them out with the four-wheeler. Okay. The minute the key goes on, all three of them are barking. <laughs> and when we go in reverse, they kind of stop, but if he's not going fast enough, they're all barking at him. Okay. I have tried getting on the four-wheeler, turning it off, stop, 
waiting, turn it back on as soon as they start barking again, turn it off. And I can do that repetitively, and they still bark. Yeah, the only solution here is what kind of dogs you got? <laughs> a five-year-old Australian Shepherd, okay. a 20-month-old Australian Shepherd, yes. and then a nine-month-old um, Golden Retriever Irish Setter mix. Oh, my Lord. You just love them pups, boy. Okay, the, I do. The, you see, the thing is, is they're equating this with the biggest party and life and they're amping their self up have you ever gone and saw um uh oh jesus that no, i can't think of what it's called uh the dogs race down hit the board the ball pops out and then they race oh, yeah. back i can't think of what it is right off the head i just totally uh, i can't yeah, not I know rally. What okay yeah. so those yeah. dogs get so because it's so exciting they just in the decimal level in it, right. you know, in that. So the thing is, the only thing that you have in this is a bark collars. Each one gets a bark collar. Okay. okay. Not one that you hold. Okay. One right. that the minute they bark, they get zinged. Okay. And okay. so they have them where they first, it jiggle, there's a sound. And then if they blow through the sound, then it's a vibrate. Okay. And if they go through the vibration, then it's a zing. Okay. okay, and so okay. In each in each dog will be different as far as the levels that you set. You know, one right. may take a one, one may take a two, one may take a three. You know, we don't know. Always okay. start it on the lowest setting, and then and you can just look online. Okay, you do okay. not want one where it's, you hold your hand onto it. You know what I mean? Is by the right. time everybody want you know they they get the collars where they you know they hit the uh, hit the button the remote. By the time right. you hit the button, the dog is already done barking. <laughs> right, and so right. you want an immediate reaction to the action so what you're looking for here is that they can get round up and jump up and you know what i mean have fun but they don't need to talk about it okay okay, okay. and so that right. and, but now my my thought here is okay who is kind of the leader of the pack well the old one is the one um my golden irish is the one who has always done it and then as we've gotten the subsequent dogs, they just have learned. Okay, yeah. Because if, what you might want to try is try the leader, the one that stirs the pot, the one that gets everybody going. Just put yep. the collar on that one and see if, if by him not barking, that okay. the others don't follow. All right? Okay. So, and okay. kind of, and then, like I say, if that, because a lot of times if, the, if they're used to taking the lead from one, no matter what habit, they wait for that one to start the bark and then the other ones take over. So if yep. you can get that, you know, pot stir, just put the collar on that one and just, okay. it, you might all only need just one collar because he ain't barking. So the other ones are like, hey, hey, he's not talking. So should right. we talk? So that's right. the better way to do it. And then don't rev the dogs up for it. Like, you want to go for a ride? You know, when people go and amp them up and the dog gets all nutsy in the headsy, then you're right. asking for them to overdo it. You know, jump, bark, and all that kind of stuff. So just right. be casual. Like, you grab the keys, you're going out to the four-wheeler. Hey, let's go. You know, you just yeah. stay very, very calm. Not, let's go. It's party time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, don't, we don't even have to say anything. We just walk towards the the four-wheeler yeah. and put the key in and yeah. they're that's they're, like them going to the circus and you know with the balloon the cotton candy and the whole bit bring yeah. it on start that puppy and we're on our way <laughs> right right and so yes okay. i would try the like i say get the one that you know first it's the tone then it's the vibrate and then it's the zing if they blow through all that all right okay, and just done. put it get one 
and just put it on the one that you know yep. that started it and just see if that will be you know so just get your the new habit is when you're going to go for a ride before you even don't put it on just before you open the door to go out for the ride let's say you know at uh at eight in the morning that at noon you're going out okay yeah. then put it on early because you don't okay. want them associated you got to break it up so you truly make the dog think you know what yep. I mean, type thing. So, yeah, so uh, even an hour ahead of a time is good. And just be very calm about it and such like that. Hey, come on over here and, yep. and just be calm. And so let me know how this works, okay? Okay. All okay. right, will do. Okay, take okay. care. Thank you. Happy so riding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. I know a lot of the herding breeds, which she had too, uh, the, a lot of the herding breeds, what they want to do is bite the tires. Okay, like, give me, yeah, they give me that tire, give me that tire. It's rolling around and around and around. Give me the tire. <laughs> okay, who's up next? Let's see if we can squeeze one more in. Yep, uh, last one. So we got Linda on the line. Yep. And uh, she was curious. She has a neighbor, and she was wondering how to get a dog that's not worth hundreds of dollars. So oh. budgeting. All right. Hi, Linda. Hi, Katie. So I'm a senior living in a senior community, and obviously with people being... Uh, segregated, if you will, during COVID, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of seniors have had loneliness issues. Right, right. And I have a small dog um, who I love, and my neighbor Barb loves her too. But I, she'd love to get a dog. But even when I bought, got my dog Heidi five years ago at the Humane Society, it was four hundred dollars. Right. And on a fixed income, that just yeah. isn't very real sometimes. Yeah, that is. And see, the thing you got to realize, though, they come, you know, all vetted, they're fixed and the whole bit. So it is. So the only thing that I would strongly suggest is start start a, a fund. You know what I mean? Because that is, they are gotten pretty expensive. But the, a little glimmer might be is that um, a lot of the COVID dogs are coming back mm-hmm. into the system now. And so they're, the system's going to get kind of heavy. And then mm-hmm. hopefully they'll start dropping some prices. And you can, okay. and what you can do, uh, because but boy, you know how much it costs to get a dog fixed nowadays. A female mm-hmm. fit is anywhere from four seventy five to six seventy five. That's well, six, yeah. Okay, yeah. And a male is anywhere mm-hmm. from I think it's three fifty to uh, five fifty. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money. You know what I mean? Right, so yeah. that so when you get the dog, that's one less cost you have. But another right. thing too, if you talk to them, some will work with you. You say we're out of fixed income, really would like to get a dog, you know. Mm-hmm. And so can you work with me here? You know, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so like I said, like warrior dogs, I like them. Second chance animal rescue. Uh, you could try Coco's Heart. Uh, you know, and then sometimes too, if you call your local vets, sometimes mm-hmm. like either our owner died and they have this pup and they're trying to find a home for it because the family doesn't want it. Okay. So right. try that. So there's other avenues that you can do. Okay. Yeah. I did suggest to her that she get in uh, talk to some of her, uh, fellow church members. Oh, that's good too. Well, put a notice on the bulletin board. Okay, yeah. put up notice of the boys. But that's the whole thing. So I got to okay. let you go, though, kid. We're at the end of the show. Thank you for yeah, calling. Good luck. Call. You betcha. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bye-bye. it's it's really, it's it's tough out there, folks. You know, but you look hard enough. You can always, we always know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. You guys make it a great week. Uh, stay between the lines. And thank you, Brian, for a great show. I remember, guys, if you don't train them, don't blame them. If you don't hide them, don't hide them. Don't hide your dogs. Train your dogs. See you next week. Hey!